Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Uh, I see that uh, based on your role, uh, you have failed uh, the opening of the show. Damn it. Um, Damn it. Not again. <laughs> but uh, lucky for you, um, before it can get any worse, the show music starts. <laughs> And welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am your host who sometimes fails, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda, who sometimes succeeds with a consequence. There you go. <laughs> then technically, oh, we got to do it again now. Now that if you did success what? with a consequence. No, it's oh, fine. Is there, there's yeah, yeah. a consequence for my failing the opening. Is that? It's fine. Just cut it. Ready? <laughs> Just wait, do wait. what you just do what you did. Just do what you did, okay? Okay. Okay. And welcome to another fine episode of Pants Talking Games. I am your host who sometimes fails forward, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda, who sometimes succeeds with a consequence. Apparently my consequence was doing the opening again. <laughs> there we go. Uh first of all, before we jump into the show. Um, it is June when we are recording, so happy Pride, everybody. Happy um, Pride. From these, two, from these two delightful queers to all of our fellow um, members of the Alphabet Mafia, um, whether you are out or whether you are not, um, happy Pride. Yay. It's rainbow dress season for me. I um, have my rainbow watch band. You do I, have your rainbow watch band. I'm actually shockingly unrainbowed today, but I can't. You know, it's a whole month. I can't. It's a month. Yeah, 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 you can't. You can't. You can't just go out like immediately. Like you got to build up. <laughs> right. I got. I got. I got. I do have a bit of a collection, though. Anyway, um, for today's episode, David on Twitter asked us, "Can you talk about techniques GMs can use for allowing players to fail forward and blatant cute panda pick as a bribe?" Guess what? Bribes where we like bribe. Put yeah, cute pan cute pandas. Yep. I can't even talk because I, I just... I'm going to jump in at this point. David, gifts. we are happy to help. Pandas. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to jump in while Senda collects herself. So um, It was very cute. <laughs> it was a cute picture. We are totally um, able to be bribed is what the bottom line of that is. Anyway, here we are. Happy to help. We love to talk about fail forward. It is a technique we both use in our games. Um, but we should define fail forward because interestingly enough, when I was prepping this... Um, I was kind of mixing up fail forward and success with a consequence, which is why we put it into um, our intro. And we'll get into the differences between them, but we're mostly going to focus on failing forward today. Yeah. So let me go ahead and start by, um, by setting down some definition. And then uh, we'll get into a discussion of failing forward. So we really need to break fail forward into its two parts and look at each one individually to kind of understand what this technique is doing. So fail, right, indicates a failure to do something, which is most often going to be a skill check or some kind of challenge. Fail forward is almost never used in combat. Like combat missing is almost is pretty much an acceptable 
um, part of combat, but things like skill checks to open doors, sneak past guards, um, bluff a merchant, things like that. Those are the kind of things that we tend to, um, where we tend to apply fail forward. Okay, let's get to the second part of that, which is forward. Forward is a reference to the direction in which you are going in the story slash plot. Forward means that the plot moves forward, that you're moving from one scene into a new scene, that kind of thing. Yes. So by contrast, we can also go backwards in the plot or we can just stop, right? And and neither of those things necessarily mean that you like freeze the game as it is, but it does mean that you're no longer making progress on accomplishing the main task of the plot or moving through that storyline, right? So, um, fail forward is a case where a check or a test fails, but the direction of the story or plot itself keeps moving forward. You are not actually just stymieing the players right where they are, right? You're not preventing them from continuing to move forward towards their goals. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, fail forward is a case where, um, we fail, the check fails, but we continue to go forward in our story. And here's an example. And the example that we're going to actually try to, we're going to try to stick to for the um, bulk of the episode. We may throw other examples in, but here's our example check. Um, our hero needs to race across, uh, some open ground to get into the mouth of the cave cave of a you know cave and you know for a mountain um before an avalanche that has started on the mountain closes off the mouth of the cave Mm -hmm. does that make sense like see our hero sprinting towards the cave entrance as rocks are coming down the mountain face cloud of dust forming pebbles are going by yeah pressure time test challenge run okay so we, so as, as we would do in any game, because the outcome of this is interesting, um, we would have them roll their check and they fail, right? Here is our fail forward example then. The avalanche covers the cave mouth before the character can reach it. But after the dust settles and the rocks stop falling, our hero spots higher up on the mountain another smaller entrance that has been revealed as like some of the rock broke off the mountain um, and is now piled up in front of the cave mouth. Yeah, so the, the really key thing here is that the character failed. The actual thing that they were trying to accomplish, which was getting into the cave mouth, did not happen because we knew what that was and that part failed. But because that didn't happen and this is a key point in the plot that we want to make sure continues forward and that they're not just standing outside of the cave mouth doing the like pulp fiction shrug right um there is now a new way for them to move forward and that is the entrance further up the slope exactly so let's contrast that to um fail and stop right so in this case um our player rolls, they fail. The cave mouth is now covered with rocks and uh, the character ha- is standing there and now has to figure out some way to clear the rubble. Like, you know, use a spell, <laughs> start digging. Maybe, you know, a couple hours are going to go by here in game time while, you know, while the character is clearing. Like, 
our story has not advanced into the next section, which is whatever was in the cave. Our character is now stuck at the end of that scene outside the cave. And and I think there's a key part. And just to be clear, our example is pretty simplistic for clarity's sake because it makes all of this stuff super clear, right? Um, which is why this one works really well for us to discuss it. But I think one of the key things with um, just failing in this case as we talk about it is it stops them and there's not anything really interesting that we're doing by them having been stopped. Yeah, like right? digging just, digging rocks doesn't sound... That's... There's nothing here that I sounds super interesting to dig into and experience as a player, right? We're just stopped. Yeah. Um, so they could also fail back. Um, and that would be the cave mouth is covered and they don't have a reasonable way to try and break through it. So they actually have to go back to town to try and, you know, find someone who has a map to another way into the cave or like find a water route in from the river that, you know, comes from somewhere else and come in from the other side or something, right? They actually have to move backwards in the plot to go find a different way around this obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's a thing, right? Like it's um, like you've now moved the plot kind of backwards because you've now like, again, like you said, we're now, we're no longer at the cave mouth. We had to go back to town. Yeah. Right. And, so. And again, there's, there's a, just a question as a GM to ask, which is, is it, is it interesting for them to go back to town or is this like busy work so that they can try to move forward in the plot again? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really? What's <laughs> like, the motive? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's true. And we'll talk about that when we get into our, our tips for using it. Yes. But yeah. So but just it's it's I just thing. wanted just to point it out, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. All right, so cool. Now, let's talk about something that's similar, and honestly so similar that when I started to brainstorm the notes, <laughs> I actually started thinking of this thing and yeah. not fail forward. I actually had to go and like do the little decomposition that we did at the um, in the intro part to make sure I could explain the differences. And that is, send a... Talk about success yeah. with a complication. Yeah, which I'm just going to say. So you were like, hey, we're going to I think we're going to talk about failing forward. And I immediately went, oh, cool. And also immediately just spat out a bunch of success with complication. Right. Um, like so just just to be clear, they're very closely related. Um, so we have definitely been very specific about definitions in this episode to be able to split them apart. And I think a lot of times we use the words interchangeably. So like. That's no shade on anybody else who does too, right? Um, cool. So talking about success with complication, that means that the thing that our hero was trying to succeed at, they will succeed at, but there's going to be a consequence or a cost to that action. So the avalanche is coming down and they make it in just before, but they were so close in that the rocks falling take out their backpack and now they're not going to have their food rations or any of their camping gear. Right. So the consequence to you made it, but that failed role means that you made it at a cost, which is you don't have any rations Mm -hmm. and now you're stuck in the cave (laughs) because there's also no way out now. Like the cave goes into our dungeon or whatever, but now our hero no longer has their backpack heading into the dungeon. Right. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. So, and really, so, and, and having explained it, I hope it seems very clear. 
But what we are hinging the difference of fail forward and success with complication on is the action that was rolled for. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because in one action or in that action, a failed roll opens up a new pathway in success with a complication. The role has you, you allow the check to succeed, even though maybe mechanically they did not make the roll, right? Like maybe they like mechanically when they rolled their die, that outcome was a failure. But the way you are choosing to interpret it is I will give you instead of a failure stop or any other choice, I will give you a success with complication. Now, some games actually have that built in other games. You could just house rule that in GM fiat or whatever. But the idea is that you've given the action, the success, you made it into the cave mouth, but because they originally, because they mechanically rolled the failure, you assess a consequence to their role. Yeah. Or complication. Like, of course, that complication could also look like the gelatinous cube that you intended to be like way further on in the dungeon is instead hanging out right at the entrance. And so they go running right into it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. That'd be a whatever, pretty big one. <laughs> whatever it is, whatever yeah. it is, the idea is that what you're doing is you're turning the, the um, failure of the die roll, right? You're turning yes. the failure of the action. You're allowing it to be a, the- a, a success, but you are making the character pay something Yes, for that. for that success. Right, because yep. if you didn't have the consequence, that's just you like GM fiating just, and undermining yeah. <laughs> the roll. And yeah. at that point... Um, why roll? Why are you rolling? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I hope that people understand, like especially people who are who don't use these techniques very often, the, the idea is that yes, the person rolled a failure, but both of these techniques fail forward and success with a consequence, what they do is they say, yes, mechanically um, on the table at the player level, this die roll is a failure. But in order for the story to remain interesting and to move in the direction that we want it to, we're going to interpret that failure beyond just the binary pass fail. We're going to, oh, look, it's Pride Month. We're going to look at a spectrum of outcomes here, right? Yeah. (laughs) Right? Because it's not, because failure, much like gender, isn't binary. (laughs) Um, It is a spectrum. And so we can then say that beyond looking at the binary, we can say, okay, yes, I would like them to be, like, I would like the player to be in the mouth of the cave because that's what I have prepped and I have some real cool stuff that's about to happen. So cool. I'm going to just turn this into a success with consequence. Or um, I will let them find another way in and it's going to be a bit of a challenge um, because I also have another place in the dungeon where they could start um, and I will make that I will make that fail forward. Right. And okay. And hopefully that's, you know, more interest. I mean, I think the, the key thing and I'm going to end up continuing to say this a bunch probably over and over again. The key thing is like um, employing these techniques to make sure that you are keeping things interesting and that you're not ending up at a standstill doing something not interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so I guess the the next question is why do this? And the answer is we want it to be interesting, but we're going to break it down a little bit more specifically than that. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, you're not wrong, right? The reason we are doing this is because um, 
because it is interesting. Because what is interesting is story progress, right? Yeah. Right. What's not interesting is when stories stop progressing. And yes. we know this isn't interesting because separate, I will separate it from this, from these examples. When players stop to plan something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is a case where story progress usually Stops. halts. Yep. It is not interesting. Yeah. Right. Which is why many games have created mechanics to skirt such um, discussions because they kill story progress. Okay. Bring it back to bring it back to our back fail to forward case. thing. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Story progress. Story progress is interesting. Yeah. So we want the game to keep moving forward. We want to, if we're looking at Free Tog's Pyramid, go Google it if you have not listened to all of our other episodes. Um, we want to move through our big bad rising action, get to our climax, right? We want those things to happen when we are playing because that is enjoyable, right? That is interesting. I'm like 12. <laughs> you haven't just laughing over there? I'm just laughing at you because every time you describe free Tog's pyramid and big bad rising action leading to a, a, a climax i just i can't even to be clear myself. when you were sitting in eighth grade english drawing <laughs> that little pyramid you never knew how important it would be in your podcasting career or even what podcasting was at the time okay yes um good good good, right. good. okay the <laughs> the take, point it, is, take it the i will point, i will take yeah. a breath you take it yes good um so the, the <laughs> when you do a a just a fail right a straight fail that stops the progress along whatever line they were moving along and it just it kind of chills it down right um and or if you do a fail back and you reverse progress Again, you're moving backwards through your plot line. And the key thing with both of those is that sometimes they are okay, as long as they are interesting, right? So if me failing to click the uh, click the lock, um, pick the lock, there we go. What the heck? I'm not doing good with words today, but if me failing to pick the lock just means that I have to sit here and try again, or try again, or take 20, or take five, or whatever that means, because I'm just like sitting here and trying until I get it open and there's no other way for us to get through this door. That isn't particularly interesting. Um, but if I'm sitting here and my failure means that the people coming up the stairs behind us are going to catch us because we didn't get through the door, that's potentially interesting, right? So that's a point at which a failing to unlock the door has its own like story moment and own consequence inherent because of the situation that you've set up. Um, so basically neither, neither fail stop nor fail back situations are necessarily bad as long as they are still interesting. If they're not interesting, then they're less exciting to play. Right. Which, I, which I think is a good time to make a point here. Yeah. Um, we are both advocates for the use of fail forward. Yes. But not as an alternative to all failures, right? Yeah. Sometimes failure is, and we'll talk about this in a minute too. I don't want to foreshadow one of our tips, but in <laughs> fact, I'm not going to. Okay. Let's just let's just say we'll just that we are, on. Yeah. what we're trying to say here is that we are not advocating failing forward or succeeding with consequence for all checks. There are clearly times where you will know based on the flow of the story, your moment in the story, you will know when a fail stop 
is just going to be a complete chiller to this moment. Yeah. As opposed to when you should just employ a fail forward or a success with consequence because that flow will maintain. Like you will know, like you know this, if you've GM'd for any length of time, you will know this. And if you haven't GM'd for any length of time, one day you will make this happen where you fail, stop something and you will be like, Oh, oh man. Like, yeah. <laughs> how do I, like... how do I get them moving again? Right. Exactly. But like, and there and there also are just to be clear. So like this is when you are facilitating it yourself. There are also games that will tell you when to use what, right? Yeah, or and might have it as an option, thing. right? Might right. say like failure or success with you know success with a, with a severe consequence, right? Yeah. Um, or there may even be the scale because sometimes there's a scale of um, complete fail fail forward success with a complicate uh, like complication and then success right like so yep. so depending on what game you're playing you know the mechanics may also help you out with that but also from a straight up gm perspective if your game doesn't even have this in it and you're just inserting it because it tends to be more interesting and it means you don't get those stop moments that everybody just goes oh um then yeah, I think there's an instinct you end up developing for keeping the story moving forward. And I think the key with it is that you keep your focus on what is interesting for us to do at the table right now versus what feels like busy work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Anyway, Thank cool. you. Yes. Cool. <laughs> um, cool. What else do we have to say on the why do this, right? Um, that we haven't already covered. Did we get it? I think, did we get it all? I think we kind of got it all. We just sort of ignored the notes and did it in whatever order we felt like. I mean, that's the advantage Why don't of, we, that's, that's the advantage of doing that. All right. Why don't we go ahead and succeed on that section with the consequence that we have to move on to the next section? <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. How do you fail forward? All right. How do you fail forward? Cool. Um, first, so this is like a little process that's going to happen in your head, but I'm going to break it into very discrete pieces, even though usually in the moment, this is a thing that will just like pop into your head. But this is, I think, what is happening. And like, this is at least is what's happening in my head. Yeah. So first of all, you have to understand the intent of the check, right? Mm -hmm. So going back to our original example, our check was to get into the mountain. Yes. Right. I mean, we made somebody, um, so the activity was roll to get in before the avalanche, but our intent is we need the player to get from outside the mountain to inside the mountain. Yeah. And I've actually sat at your table and you're really good at doing this. If you do not understand the intent of the check when someone says what they're trying to do, because frequently as players will say, can I do X, Y, Z? And depending on what the intent of that check is, um, may, um, you know, shift what failure with failing forward or failure in general or success with a consequence, it, it can shift what those things look like. So, um, I know that I have sat at your table and you have said to me and or other people, um, cool, you can absolutely do that. But what are you trying to actually accomplish? What is the intent of this check? So if you aren't clear as a GM on what the intent of the check is, this is one of those moments where you can specifically ask. And it's okay to do that before the roll to make sure that you understand what's happening. Um, or after the roll, if they fail and you're like, okay, well, what were you actually trying to do? Right? 
Um, 100%. Both ways. <laughs> 100%. Totally good. Right? I, um, I do do it. I, I And I especially for a lot of games I play where um, sometimes there's like um, motivations. Like if you're doing, yeah. um, like when we're doing Cortex, like yes. what is your intent here? Are you doing this, you know, for the queen? Are you doing it for your family? Are you doing yeah. it for your own interests? And that like affects the dice that I use in that particular yeah. sense, right? Right. Yeah. But but understanding that intent is important because then, all right, so let's park that. Understand <laughs> okay. the intent of the check. Sure, we'll, co- we'll come back. <laughs> Next step is you need to create the failure state, right? So this was a fail forward. So first you have to create the failure. In this case, right, we've closed off the cave mouth, right? The yes. avalanche has come down before the player can reach it and we have failed, the player has failed to enter the mountain. Yes. And then we need to think of what is a new opportunity that will get us back to the intent of the check in a different way. Yes. Right. So in this case, we now say, oh, well, 80 feet up the mountain on perilous and obviously very kind of um, unstable mountain face, um, a new smaller cave entrance has uh, like has been revealed. Right. That's so we've we close a door with the failure and then we open a new door. Right. In order to keep the direction forward. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about intent now or should we wrap this in with the second option information? Because I do think it's important to connect that. Um. Uh, why don't you bring it up now so that we because then we'll just we, ping we pong through it. our through our tips like we normally yeah. do. Okay, cool. So, so the 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 key thing um, we're we're gonna jump into the tips for doing good fail forwards, and this one I I feel um, it's really important that it needs to be directly connected to that close a door, open a door statement, right? Specifically because um, what you don't want to do is just be like, oh, you failed. Here's another entrance, like. That is also not necessarily interesting because it means that their failure wasn't necessarily important to the game, right? It removes the fact of their actions actually impacting the world around them because you just opened a new door. So I think the the first tip that's here and something that I think is really important is that the new door that you open should present a new challenge, right? They did fail at the easiest way into the dungeon, right? This was the one that if they had made it running across the flat ground and gotten into the cave mouth, it would have been great and awesome and it would have dropped them in at the optimal place in your dungeon. Um, But having failed it, so now you have to climb up all the loose rock and shale and stuff, or maybe they get up there okay and maybe the interesting part is not the climb, but the interesting part could be that when they get to that smaller cave entrance, something might be living in that cave entrance or there's another challenge specifically about that cave entrance because it's not the entrance that's been used before. Um, It was previously covered up. Maybe um, it's all water in there and now they have to swim. Um, So something about that secondary option that opens up from the fail should make this progress a little bit more complicated and interesting um, so that it isn't just like, oh, well, that door's locked, so try this one over here. Okay, cool, right? Like, there should be um, in-world um, logic to the failure that happened and why they wouldn't have just done the secondary way to begin with. Excellent. Yeah. Are we on to number three? We are on number two. A new opportunity. Fa- oh, I accidentally said it. 
<laughs> because it was my opinion and I was just speaking. So yes, we're on to number three. <laughs> yeah, the new opportunity has to, and I think this also dovetails a little into what Sunda was saying in one bullet, she managed to cover all three. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the new opportunity has to have not been available before the failure. So if the cave mouth that you wanted them to run into was there and the cave up 80 feet up above it was also there, then the player actually before when they were picking their action had a choice between those two, climb up the mountain or run into the cave mouth. And now by like by closing one off, you've you haven't really failed forward them like you just like closed off you closed a door you opened two doors and closed one yeah right now that's not to say that isn't uh that isn't a valid setup it totally yeah. is a valid setup but it's not a fail forward it in this yeah. case the player could hard fail and be like oh the mouth the mouth of the cave is you know now covered in rocks and the player would be like well guess i got to go up the mountain to go into the cave yeah like I'll that is just that, that is just the other choice Okay, yep, yep. so for it to be a real fail forward, it has to have not been available before. And the reason that, and it, here's the thing, the reason it's not going to be available before is because a lot of times you are going to use this in a in a improv ad hoc kind of way. Player is going to miss a roll that you thought they were going to make. They they chunk a three on the you know die or whatever, um, and you're now like oh. Like, and this is happening like within seconds in your head, like they fail this role and you're like, this is not an interesting place for us to have failed. This check was only supposed to create like a little adrenaline that they were going to pass and it was going to be fine. But now like they're about to get closed off from the entrance of the cave and it's going to be kind of boring as they figure out, you know, what spell to use to clear the cave mouth. Cool. I'm just going to do a fail forward here. Yeah. And that's why, um, it's not available. If you were concerned that they weren't going to make it across the mouth, you could give them two choices, right? Like if yeah. they make this check, they get in through the mouth and they get the uh, easy path through the dungeon. And if they don't make the check, it's closed off and then they have to take this other route. And that is the hard route through it. That is, oh, that is a legitimate uh, branch structure in, um, in a story. That's fine. Yeah. Fail forward is going to be kind of a thing where a lot of times it's going to be an escape hatch for <laughs> your game chilling out. It's okay. It totally yeah. is okay. Yeah. Um, that's why you have this technique is to like, it, like to be like, oh shit. And then pop a hatch and like get the story to keep going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, n next one. Yeah. Um, along those lines, right? You can, um, if there are specific points in your story that you're like, okay, this this run to the cave really is just about getting a little bit of adrenaline going, but they should all be able to pass this check really easily. Um, but if someone fails, I'm going to go ahead and prep what my like what my escape hatch, what my fail forward looks like. Right? Like you can do that if you know that there are specific points in your story or your plot. Um, that will just stymie the whole thing, right? You can plan that in advance. Um, or as Phil was saying, you can make them up on the, up on the spot. Now, um, to be fair, I don't plan my games to a level of detail that would allow me to plan my fail forwards because I don't know what is going to happen to the extent that I could plan like that. So this is something that I personally am pretty much always making up on the spot. Um, and I think that um, 
it's a good tool as a GM to practice making up on the spot. Um, it is one of those things that like, if you're watching movies or consuming other media and you're like, oh, the heroes just failed, your practice point is like, what would I do to mm-hmm. move this story forward? Like what what is a logical, fictionally logical um, thing that would be interesting that could happen that would continue to move this plot forward, right? Because yep. these situations come up all the time in all kinds of media that we consume. So... Um, you can both um, learn from watching how other media um, creates those paths forward, which is a lot more controlled, of course, because they're A to B to C. It's all linear. Um, but also you can practice by going, what would I do in that situation if that happened at my table? Right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, next one. Sometimes it's just fine to let them fail. Yeah. Sometimes a fail stop or a fail back is perfectly valid. Um I can't tell you when it's going to be valid. This is a thing that as you get good at um, studying stories and and, um, telling stories through role playing, there'll be times where, you know, hit them with a hard stop or stop and make them go back and start over. Right. Well, I think we can offer at least a little bit of advice, right? Because there are things they can fail at that will not actually prevent the plot from moving forward. Like if they're like, I want to go haggle, with the the um the armorer in town for the magic sword um and you're like cool absolutely and they miserably fail it and they either don't get the magic sword or they have to pay a lot for it um that's not a moment that's going to kill the plot right it's okay if you just let that fail yeah and again i think you know and i don't want this to be a cop-out but when it's interesting Right. Yeah, I mean, that, so that is me, the key, right? Right. So let me give you an idea of a place where um, a fail back could actually be really interesting and actually really tense. Um, let's say that you're running into the mountain to stop cultists from opening a portal to let um, the, you know, demon of dread into into this world. And you have a timer running yeah. for, for this. And yeah. they have failed their role and now have to go back to town using up precious time as you increment the timer forward and find the water route into the dungeon, right? Like that is interesting because now the game has gotten more tense. Yes, absolutely. Um, What is not interesting is if they uh, go back to town, find the water route and come out in a pool that is in the mouth of the cave. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no timer, right? Like they literally arrive at the same (laughs) spot that they could have gotten into had they passed the check. They like climb out of the water pool right in the mouth of the cave. And it's like nothing. It's like neither of those checks really mattered. Yes. And I think that's the key thing, right? Is does it matter to your fiction? Does it make an actual difference? Is there a consequence to failure? Yeah. And and really like it, it really comes down to it. And we can't exactly tell you when that's going to happen to your game but that's the thing you want kind of like sitting in the back of your brain as you're looking at these moments is is this interesting which gets to is this check interesting to like for starters but but aside from that um it's just kind of looking at those options okay cool last tip which i think we kind of alluded to earlier in the episode but i think it's valid to just say it anyway yeah it is which is that you can switch any any time that you would do a fail forward um you can flip it to a success with a consequence right um if you want to and if it makes more sense for your fiction um and by you can keep it kind of from getting predictable like if they just know every time we fail and it matters 
there's going to be like something else that we can do or it'll just get more challenging or whatever. Like, it's okay if you flip that to a cool, you made it into the cave entrance, right? But you've lost all of your stuff. Um, that is absolutely fine. And it just means that um, you have more options as a GM. Sometimes it's easier to think of a consequence than a forward off of the fail, right? And that's mm -hmm. totally okay. Um, engage whichever one, like I said, makes sense for your fiction in that moment. And as we keep saying, is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Which one is more interesting in this moment? Um, so, yeah. And I think the last thing that we need to make sure we talk about is that whether you, there, I mean, there are certainly games um, that have all of this built in mechanically, both in terms of like telling you that this is how failures work or by saying, you know, here's the dice scale. If we talk about Powered by the Apocalypse, um, you know, very clearly specifying where things happen. Or um, Lasers and Feelings is the one that um, I think about a lot um, as well. Um, that, like, you know, these are specific dice bands during which specific things happen. Whether or not this is built in mechanically to your game, um, you really can insert um, failing forward or success with complication um, into pretty much any game where you have a pass-fail mechanic, right? Um, you just do it. Just mm -hmm. just do that instead. Uh, and it's probably a good idea to have a conversation with your players if this is a change for you, if this is a switch up from the way that they are accustomed to playing um, so that they have the right expectations for how you will manage that kind of stuff at the table, um, especially if they never encountered it before because sometimes um i think that because i know that i experienced this as um as a third edition D, D player um starting to get into games that did use some of the um fail forward and success with complication mechanics right this was an adjustment for me because in my previous experience failure was either disappointing annoying or occasionally boring right? It was a thing that I truly did not want to happen at the table and that I would do almost anything to avoid, right? It was inevitable because that's why you were rolling a check, but it wasn't generally very interesting. And so it was something that I was min-maxing characters to avoid as much as possible. And that's not how I play anymore because now failure to me can be extremely interesting and sometimes is the most interesting outcome of a role, um, right? Because it is far cooler to sometimes have a consequence or whatever challenge is presented by failing forward um, instead of just succeeding, um, which is a mind shift, right? So the reason that you have to have a conversation with your players if you haven't been engaging these techniques before is because they may be in that kind of mindset that failure is bad. Failure equals bad, fail bad, you know, mm -hmm. not just because we tend to associate the word failure with negative outcomes, but also because um, their experience previously at the table may be that failure means boring or failure means that my character doesn't get to do anything this round um, or whatever it is. Right. So um, it is a change in expectations and a change in play style that it's worth having a little bit of a discussion um, with folks at your table just so that they, they understand what you're going to be doing and then hopefully they get into it and they enjoy it um, but you know hopefully that's what happens yeah 
Yeah, I think everything you said is correct. Um, look, fail forward is a tool in your toolbox. Yeah. Um, so is success with consequences. Um, it's nice when games have mechanized them, right? But it is um, it is a tool that you can just put in your toolbox and choose to use it. And uh, there are really good times for when having it will make the game continue on in a fun manner versus kind of slowing and grinding down. And if that's a thing that's important to you, then yes, learn, you know, like practice these tools, get good with them, put them in your toolbox. If you're okay with the game grinding out, your players are happy to, you know, grind out, you know, how to move rocks out of a um, thing. Uh, no judgment. Like that's cool. Then you don't Just have do to, yeah. you don't have to employ these, uh, these techniques. Um, that's the cool part about GMing groups and games is like you make it what you need to make it. So, um, I, you know, I personally like you, um, both of those tools go in my toolbox. I love when the game has it built in, Yeah. but if the game doesn't have it built in, it's, I'm still, I I'm will still, still pull it out it. of my toolbox. Yeah. I'm still going to do yeah. it. Um, yeah. I, those are for me, um, those are for me techniques that kind of transcend rule systems. Mm-hmm. Like I will bring in those two techniques re- like in the most binary of systems i'm like cool i can employ both these techniques they still work yes 100 um, i do not i do not i am not required um i'm not required it for the game to have them coded in if the game has them coded in i just am like cool you are writing a game that matches the way i like to play yeah the way i like to run yeah but which yeah. is okay because then cool like then you and like you designer and i are on the same page but if not i'm just gonna bring them with me yeah. Um, and that's okay too. Like, cause that means that some games that you really like, and especially this goes to older games where these techniques weren't really thought out or coded in, in, you know, coded into the rules. It means that you can go back to like older games and employ these techniques and have games that play more modern with older rules. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very All cool. right. I feel like we I feel like we've I feel like we have sufficiently covered fail forward and as a bonus even threw in a little success with complication. Right. I have a question. We were gonna do a sidebar off to something about intent, and I don't think we got back to it. Is there something there that we still need to talk about? I mean, I think that I think intent of course is the um I mean it's the backbone of understanding any role, right? Um it, it, it it's helpful in a number of ways. Understanding the intent of a role, one, clarifies which mechanics should be employed. Two, it lets you know what um, success and failure look like. And then it becomes the springboard for understanding what a fail forward or what a success with consequence might look like. Or even what a, like a success with, you know, advantage or whatever yeah, depending absolutely. Depending on the system, if there's a critical success, depending, you know. But the, ooh, good, really big success, what does that look like? A triumph. Um, if you understand the intent, then you can give it more. Yeah. We just didn't slide, we didn't find the right place to slide that information in, so I didn't want to leave that hanging because we 100% said we were going to come back to it. But I think that is now everything. Yeah. Cool. I, I'm feeling very good about that All as right, well. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, let's move on. Um, in order for us to get to the closing, Senda, tell us about another show on the Mistark to Mark Network. Yeah, sure. Um, on the Gnomecast, several gnomes from Gnome Stew get together to talk about gaming topics and themselves in an effort to entertain and inform you. Wait, I started just saying the Mistark to Mark one. 
<laughs> anyway, there's a bunch of us gnomes. We get together, and so far, uh, the head gnome has specifically avoided having Phil and I on at the same time. Because then it's basically a crossover episode. So maybe look forward to that in the future. And basically, we're just trying to talk about cool things to avoid getting thrown in the stew. Mm. Indeed, indeed. Gnome stew. Say, Senda, where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter for the moment at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. You can drop us an email, which is panda at misdirectedmark.com. Um, or if you feel like hunting and you're on the Tiki Talkies and you would like to give us literal audio of your question for us to include in this podcast, we will do so if you find us on TikTok and uh, just send us your question there. Sounds cool. good. Um, here's what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, if totally... you send us a question, um, send us a question, comment, thing, anything that you are interested in, a technique you want to know more about, a thing that hang that's a hang-up when you run games, uh, that one part of GMing that you're just like, I never want to do that. <laughs> like, whatever that is. Um, the, the theme here is let us share our insights and experience about various aspects of GMing to help you make your GMing more enjoyable, more, um, more better fun. Uh, the reason, and this is, um, and this is the truth here, right? The reason is, and it's true for us. It's true for you guys. The more fun you have running your games, the more fun your table has when you run games, you are just going to want to run more games. And then you're going to run other games, same game, doesn't matter, but you're just going to keep playing and you're going to persist in this hobby over time. I'm clocking my 40th year in this hobby. Um, and it's largely because GMing is still fun for me. In fact, I'm excited. I got two games this weekend and I'm excited to run both of them. Um, so that's what we want for you. And so if you are a newer GM and you need like some advice, or if you are um, a more seasoned GM and you are looking to just shave off the prickly parts of certain, you know, certain, you know, certain aspects of gaming, send it our way. Let's see what we can do to help you out. Okay. If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Mistractor Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons get access to our Slack Room for Life. They get the Bamboo Lounge and the out and the after um show from the misdirected mark the slack room is where it's happening folks uh a huge uh lovely group of people uh we have uh chats going on in every kind of direction we actually have a um channel for um uh, i think it's called queer love right that's mm -hmm. um just our you know alphabet mafia uh channel um so you know you know, post your meme, funny memes, post your serious stuff, uh, put your, you know, pride stuff up there. We've got uh, stuff for role playing and uh, boy, do we have a lot of recipes. Like some, I always say this, like we've some, some one day we need to just have like, you know, we're going to make all a laughing cookbook. aside. Yeah. Yes. A right? misdirected Mark cookbook. Right? There are some like, there are some good cooks in the misdirected Mark community. Anyway. Okay. All of that stuff. Plus we got Friday um, lunchtime uh, zoom calls every Friday um, at eat. When I say lunch, I mean, East coast lunch. Cause I'm the one who I'm the one who hosts it. So yep. it's, it's lunchtime <laughs> for me. Anyway, it was born out of the pandemic and it's a tradition. We keep going um, all the way today. Not that the pandemic's ended, but a lot of us went back to work. Um, not everybody though. I, anyway, I just work from home now. <laughs> Right. Anyway, um, if you're already supporting our Patreon campaign, thank you very much. If you're unable to support our Patreon campaign, it's totally acceptable, totally understandable. Um, and, you know, no problem. 
there is a thing that if you can just spare a little bit of your time, which we know is valuable, but if you can spare a little bit of your time, there is a thing you can do that also helps this show out. And that is that you can write a rating or review. You can leave a rating. I guess you can't write a rating, but sure. You could leave a rating or review for us on uh, Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice, since many of them do reviews. Um, those reviews hopefully really help people find us when they are hunting for RPG non-actual play shows. Um, but you can also just tell a friend. So, you know, put us out there on Twitter if you're feeling it. Um, we super appreciate it. Folks have been doing it recently and it makes my warm, my warm heart. Oh my gosh, I cannot talk today. Makes my heart warm every single time. And then I get to retweet them and that makes me super happy. And then I get to like wave hi to people and be like, oh, I love you too. Um, so if you feel like uh, telling somebody about us, um, we super appreciate those uh, personal recommendations. I know uh, tend to be very effective. And also, thank you so much to everybody who leaves reviews because I go and I read as many of them as I can find. They make me also warm and fuzzy inside. Indeed. And whoever is listening in Finland, we appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. What we the- go Finland. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> we're moving up the charts is what we found out the other day. Yeah, we're number 10 in Finland uh, this week uh, for gaming podcasts on Apple Podcasts, which is pretty epic. So, All thanks. <laughs> cool. Hey, Senda. Um, tell me what your fail forward would be for the following... This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Check, check. Yeah. Yep, I'm good. Oh boy, you remember last time my audio was coming through really low? Yeah. This time it's coming through real hot because yeah. I cranked everything all the way up. Let me uh, just... You're all like professional and stuff and you do this sort of thing before we start recording. Ka-chow. Okay, I look good. I got this. Alrighty. Squeak, a squeak lower because sometimes I get excited and squeaky. Okay. I can hear a bird. There's a bird <laughs> outside your window. It's chirping. Yes, there is a bird chirping <laughs> outside my window. Anyway, are we ready? Yep. The bird, I think, is going to be a part of the show today. And that's okay. It's just going to be what it's going to be. have windows open, and it is gorgeous out. So we're just going to have a little (laughs) bit of nature going on while we record. (laughs) Probably should responsibly close my window. Would you like me to close my window to cut background noises out? It won't kill me. Like... Um, I mean, if it's just the bird, that's not a big deal, as long as we're pretty I sure the lawn guy is I done. can't promise, like, if people don't walk back there or whatever. Like, let me, why don't I just do that? Give Maybe she close the yeah. just for a little bit. Two seconds. Yeah. Okay, you just, totally You, ha- you have totally fine. big, lovely windows back there. Yeah, no, thank, thank you. you. Totally no fine. More. It'll it'll silence a bunch of background noise that you won't have to worry about. Thanks. And, I don't want to have to edit. Yeah, and in all honesty... um. 
by the time we finish recording and stuff, I'm going to move. It'll be like, it'll be like almost three and I'll want to um, actually close off my house and try to trap in some of this cool air. So, okay, cool. No worries. Let's get rolling. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Okay. Bloop. Boom, boom. <laughs> Just to be clear, <laughs> we don't plan that or write it down. <laughs> Make them up. Right that was that was in, smart. That was a smart moment. one. That was a good one, right there. Yes. <laughs>